This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the show, guys. This is going to be another fairly short one. Um, has a change of plans. I'm going to talk about that here in a second, why I didn't get a podcast out on Thursday and Friday and had come out Friday instead. And then um, why I haven't had no guests. It's just been a really busy week. Man, stuff's crazy how busy it gets. And um, I did want to say a big shout-out, actually, Um I didn't anticipate saying this on this episode, but I uh, went, me, myself, Thomas, and Travis went to a duck dinner up in Sac, uh, Sacramento, California with my friend Kevin Bagdasian, and Dom was there, which was really sweet. Finally got to meet him, uh, known him for a while, just never got to shake hands. He was there, John Carlson, uh, president of CWA, Mark Henley. Uh, he's been on the podcast a few times, was there, um, got to meet uh, uh, former Merced chief of police. He was there, a big duck hunter named Chris. And uh, yeah, just uh, there was a couple other guys there too um, off the top of my head. I think that was everybody actually. I'm trying to think if I missed anybody. Kevin, of course. But it was really cool. It was It was a great time. Great guys. I mean, just like-minded and just to meet those guys and shake hands. It's it's funny, you know, um, with duck hunters, it's weird. I seen this thing, I think it was on Instagram, where it was like you have this preconceived idea of people and talking about the duck hunting community. and But when you really get to talking to people uh, out in the field, because I don't know what it is. I think when you see someone else in another pond – or someone next to you, you instantly bristle up and think, oh, this guy, 
you know, he's the enemy. Like we got to get our, save our spot. And yeah, I agree. You hundred percent got to have your spot. If you were there first and you got to have etiquette, whoever it is, if you're coming on somebody, just move back, move away. Cause you don't want to ruin your hunt and their hunt. It's not just the other person's hunt. You're messing up. You're messing up your own too. So we got to have etiquette there. And I've done episodes on that, but, um, Man, if you, I've, there's been times that I walked to, I set up in a pond, guys were in another pond, and I'm talking actually separated by a road, you know, levee or whatever, and just went in and said, hey, how's it going? Good luck to you this morning. I haven't done that a lot, but I have done it, and I will tell you, like, for some reason, it really set a good tone for that morning's hunt, just knowing kind of who's next to you and that they were cool guys and that you'd work together, together if there was any issues, so... I guess I want to say, you know, just a reminder to encourage myself and all of us, like, you know, get out there and meet more people and shake hands and, you know, try to work with people. And like I said, have good etiquette. I mean, I've always tried to do my best at that. Um, I'll tell you what, that being said, it is hard when people, you know, it's shoot time and they're walking through your decoy spread. I've had that happen way more times than I like to even think about, but, um, you know, don't be that guy. I And here's the other thing, too. You got to remember, accidents do happen. And you realize, you know, if you're walking through a bunch of toolies and you don't know what's on their side of those, yeah, there may be someone spread or something. But, you know, I get it. Things happen. You show up late. Maybe you overslept or stuff like that. doesn't mean you can't go hunt now. But just, you know, we just got to all work together and try to be cognizant of things like that. But anyways, I wanted to say happy dove opener. September 1st, 2023. I cannot believe it's here. Like my biggest hope and plans is for the summer to explode by and get by so quick that you just, it don't even, you don't remember nothing about it. Just through like, I don't like heat. I do not like it. And we are known in our area to have, significant heat and this year because we had so much water last year it was very muggy this year i've noticed a lot more than it has been and that's i know this area was probably a lot more like that longer ago um but because it's been dry for so many years on and off it's really not that muggy it's pretty dry heat and again we're not i'm not trying to compare ourselves to like the midwest or, or like down south or whatever like i you know south carolina and all these other places louisiana with the humidity is insane but for us i'm just saying for california it was actually un abnormally humid and but the good thing was is we didn't have as many 100 plus days like we did the last few years i mean we were having tons and tons not just a couple of days here and there we were having tons of days over 110 115 120 um, but this year it's been nice so um this is what's epic and maybe this is just a a vlog a voice recording of how awesome 2023's dub opener is tomorrow in my area and most of california is going to be 80 degrees can you believe that like last year i know it was like 100 degrees on dub opener it was like 97 100 degrees tomorrow or basically dub opener today is 80 degrees a high of 80 absolutely insane and awesome at the same time so good luck everybody out there hope you get your limit i hope you have a good time i have a i have a Big thank you to say to Cole and Kent Dingler for inviting me out on their 
private property of their grandfather's land. Um, it's perfect setup. It's, you know, it's almonds. It's got water. It's got field. I mean, it's got everything that doves like. They've got it all set up. They built some blinds last year or this year, I think. And wanted to tell those guys thank you. Really excited about it. Going to be a good time. I uh, will be making a video of that, so stay tuned. Also today, um, which when I'm recording this is actually Thursday, and that's why the episode didn't go out today because I had to get up about 3 o'clock. This morning on a Thursday, um, a friend of mine um, put in a request and asked me like, hey, would you be interested in there's someone that has a depredation permit. They need some deer taken out. They're destroying their vineyards. And uh, I said, yeah, I'd love to do that. Um, so it was bow, bow and arrow only, which is totally fine. And I uh, actually got one today. Uh, the only unfortunate thing with the depreda depredation tag is that you actually in California, I, I'm sure it's like this most other places, you actually cannot keep the meat, which is really mind-blowing to me. Like they want you to bury it. It's like, why, why would you waste that meat? Like, why are we doing that? Is that that way everywhere? For those of you on YouTube following on there, maybe you can comment below in your state, whatever state you guys are in, if you have a depredation tag where something's overrun or they're messing up your ag land, um, do they not, like as far as deer goes, do they not let you keep the meat? Like that just makes, that just blows my mind. One thing that California recently changed that I really appreciate and like is the fact that if you hit a deer when you're driving, um, you can actually, or if you find roadkill deer or meat, you are now allowed to pick that up. And that just changed like within the last couple of years. I, I don't know exactly, but it's been against the law for years, but now you can actually do that. So if they're allowing that, hopefully they'll come around and on a depredation tag, maybe they'll allow that. I don't know. But it was cool. The re reason I brought that up, it was nothing special. It wasn't a buck or nothing. Um, because what it was is a doe and a couple fawns. I ended up getting being able to get the fawns out of there. Kind of was chasing them around the property, and there was uh, we found the hole actually where they came in by chasing them. I seen where they were coming in and out of there. We thought there was they were stuck in there, and that's why the fishing game allowed that. But I found a really small hole, which blacktail are really little. It was a coastal coastal deer. He had found where they were going through, so good for them. Um, they can those younger deer can thank their lucky stars that um, they got out and that I didn't get them. Um, then he patched the hole, and there should be no more deer problems because they've literally devastated their uh, wine vineyard crop. Like he, they had no crop last year, this year, and he said, now that it's even been stopped, even next year won't be a crop, but the following year. So it's going to take two more years before. They get another crop, but what I thought was cool is I had been seeing stuff and seeing videos about frontal shots, and I kind of wanted to just throw this out there. Um, I've never even attempted at making a frontal shot on a deer or elk or anything like that, but I've always kind of wondered, and I've seen this deal some guys did. Um, I want to say it was the hunting public. They did a deal on a frontal shot on an elk and was talking about the breastbone and where exactly how to aim and all that stuff. And so today I got to test that theory. Um, and man, a blacktail doe is really small. Um, she, she was at 30 yards. I was trying to do a broadside shot, but I was like, she turned, I mean, dead front on at me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and try this. I think if any time is the right time to try it, I did. And I mean, I put it perfect, like right at the 
base of the neck, maybe just a hair higher. I mean, it's sunk sunk in all the way, probably where the all the fletching was showing. Maybe two inch, two inch, two inches below the fletching was actually still sticking out. So basically, that whole arrow, and I measured it once we pulled it out of her, was almost all the way to her backside. That's how far it sunk in. And I mean, she ran a max of fifty yards. I mean, and it it was done. Like from the time I hit her. Her takeoff run and 50 yards fell over, and she was dead within, I'd say, 100% for sure dead, not even moving anymore, less than 30 seconds. Probably less than that, to be honest with you, because, I mean, I seen the whole thing. She fell over, boom, as soon as I shot her, and I would just sit there and watch her to see how long it would take, and, I mean, it was over with quick. So I got to see for myself today what that frontal shot would do. Um, would I try to shoot a big buck like that? I get, If that was my only shot, I definitely would feel confident. In doing that, um, I guess we would all probably want a broadside shot. I mean, I don't think I was taking any chance by doing that. But um, I just tell you what, it worked. <laughs> it worked good. And it, think about this. That arrow being all inside there, when she took off running, I mean, it was just do, basically doing like a rototiller inside her insides. That was... And really, it didn't ruin... It didn't ruin any meat. Um, from what before, you know, before we tossed it in the ditch, I was looking at it and I was like, man, it didn't, it didn't do nothing to him. Like I, I had seen no damage, which I guess I can't see on the inside. Um, you know that if it, if it was messed up on the inside, but I'm pretty sure it didn't because being on the inside and just spinning around there, I mean, maybe, maybe that broadhead kind of tore up the inside of the, the hindquarter, I guess, maybe, I don't know. I don't think so. But usually, like, if you go through your broadside, you know, you're tearing up the lungs and the heart. But I guess it doesn't really matter. You can't, can't do nothing with the meat anyways. But I was just thinking, for future reference, I mean, like, I think you would save quite a bit of meat. Even though an arrow doesn't tear it up too bad, it's still going to get that. I've seen with arrows even then, it still gets that bloodshot look. Um, Next thing on the agenda, we've got a little surprise guest here in just a second. Actually, why don't you just come in right now? Violet has been, Violet, my daughter, has been talking so much, come on, about being on the podcast and saying, I'll talk, I promise, I promise I'll talk, because I think she'll just be quiet and not say nothing. Come on, put the headphones on. And then my oldest daughter just stand there making goofy faces. Do you need to adjust that? Say testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Okay. Let's see. Is it going to stay on your head? Is it fine? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome to the show, Violet. Thank you. My second born child. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do last year? And I said on the, the thumbnail that Violet was uh, 11. I need to fix that. She's 10. I know we said in the video you were 10. Hey, did you push that back? No. Yes, that. That's gonna stay close to your mouth. Okay. So, ten years old. Eleven. No. Oh yeah. Yeah, when 10. you shot the ducks. Yes. What'd you? What'd you? Uh, what happened? Can you kind of tell us? Can you walk us through what happened? Try to squeeze that mic in, babe, a little closer, right there. Okay. okay. To walk us through what happened that morning. I scotch doubled. I scotch doubled. <laughs> Violet wants us to write a rap song. That's. I think this name of the song would be Violet, and the chorus says, she scotch doubled, she scotch doubled. Yep. 
So we'll we'll see what Slade Boy can do with that. But no, but walk, walk us through getting up in the morning and getting ready, all that stuff. I woke up. I got ready. I was super duper nervous. I thought I was, I was like, oh, I'm so nervous. And then I we went to the place. I don't can't remember what their names were. It was Harrison and yeah. um Ellie. Yeah, Ellie. She was super duper nice. She gave me a box of decoys. I think it was like six. And then I um. Yeah, I forgot about that. They're in the garage. Yeah, I'm probably gonna use them this year. <laughs> and then like they gave us like a bag of stuff, like decoys and like a couple other stuff. A duck call, I think. Yeah. From uh, California waterfowl. Yep. Yeah. And you know, Rocky Boy was with us. Yeah, and he kept licking your neck. Mm-hmm. All the hairs like. He was in a little, like, it was kind of a nice, a sweet little deal that he was in behind um, our little pits that we were in. So he was hidden pretty good, actually. Yeah. It was kind of a sweet setup, actually, for I've that I have never seen nothing like that. But anyways, um, so go ahead. Keep, keep I think going. we were in a two-man pit, mm-hmm. was it? Yeah, we were in a two-man pit. And when I uh, hit the first duck, I was like, I got a duck. And then I was like. And Dad was like, yes, yes, yes. And I was like, "I actually, I think I got two. And he was over there just going wild over there, so excited. And I was like, I think I shot two. And then Dad's like, you scotch double, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I was super excited. And then the duck, wasn't it like going, wasn't it still alive in the pit? No, <clears throat> they were dead. I think, Dad, I think one of them was like alive, but like he like, like right when we got in there, he like. Yeah, it was dead. <clears throat> it was spinning a little bit in the water after Rocky brought the one back. But yeah, what you what did you what you think about it? I was super duper excited. Mm. And then when we got in the car, Dad started crying. I was. Yeah, crying. you was. You were. My, I would say if I was crying. <clears throat> I, the windows were rolled up, and I said, "Dad, are you your eyes are watering?" He said, "It's the dust." And the the windows were rolled down, or rolled up the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. Really, yes. I don't remember that part. I think you do. <laughs> Starting to water. <laughs> yeah. You always ask me if I'm uh, I'm crying. Are you crying? Are you crying? It's like, no, I'm not crying. No, I don't mind admitting if I was crying. Maybe I was. I don't remember. Why would I be crying, though? Were we talking about it or something? Yeah, I was like, I, I can't believe I shot my first stick, and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think I made a, I think I made a monster. She's, it's kind of weird because, um. All of a sudden, like, I have someone that wants to go. <clears throat> Viv's not really into it. I mean, Viv likes a lot of things. In fact, she wants to try to get a deer. So I do believe that she'll really like that. She was just, she likes going out there duck hunting home, but she just doesn't really want to, like, mm-hmm. shoot one. Yeah. Like, I think she feels bad for a poor little duck, but I guess you don't feel bad, huh? No. That's Dad always says that's what, Dad, God would have put him in the air if he didn't want us to shoot him. Mm, I said that? Yeah. Man, I say a lot of things I don't remember saying. Hmm. When did I say that? You said, uh, you said, I was like, I kind of feel bad. And then you're like, God wouldn't have put him in the air vial if they didn't, God didn't want you to shoot him. I was like, <laughs> wonder how that got there. <laughs> mm. huh. I guess I say a lot of things I don't remember saying. But um, yeah, we're going to, we got to get those mounted. At least the Drake for sure. I probably should just do like a. Here's the thing, though. When you get old, older and you become a woman, you may not want those. You may not even be in a duck hunting anymore, so should I still mount it? Yep. You can leave it in your office. Okay. 
That's probably what I'll do. Maybe make a little plaque. I actually, those pictures turned out really good of you and Rocky, boy. Those are pretty cool, actually, if I don't say so myself. <laughs> but yeah, how'd you like shooting the 28 gauge? It was really comfortable and easy. I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah, it didn't feel like it kicked too bad? Mm-mm. I remember I was up on the, like, the little stool you had, and I shot back, and I almost landed on yeah. you. That was kind of, yeah, we'll see how much you grow this year, but <clears throat> that was kind of tough. I forgot you were standing on that milk crate, I think. Yeah. Because Ellie gave it to us, so you have, or Harrison gave it to us, so you had a little more height and be able to get out of that pit because they were they are pretty deep. I think even when I stood up was above my chest, I think, which mm -hmm. they're kind of supposed to be. But yeah, that was that might maybe we should next time have like two or three milk crates, so you have plenty of room to stand and don't fall or something. I forgot about that. I'm glad you actually brought that up. Because <clears throat> probably for another year or so you'll have that, and then after that you'll be tall enough. Probably should be an issue. Mm -hmm. But yeah, ten years old, Scotch dulled on her first ducks. I was waiting for you to knock some more down. You had some chance at some canvas backs. Um, what else? A bunch of teal, different teal that went by. Some cinnamons. Mm -hmm. I was really waiting for you to knock some more down. Honestly, I'm surprised you didn't. I was still stunned that I got two ducks. Yeah. You got that pretty early. I think it was like your sixth Six. try or something. Uh -huh. it, was. it really wasn't. And I put all your misses or whatever in there. So if you guys haven't seen that video, you should go check, go check it out. A lot of people really enjoyed it. I've got really good feedback on that because they're right. It is a great memory. And I, I'm sure when I go back and watch that video one day, I'll be shedding some tears. Yep. Like you did in the car. Mm-hmm. The truck. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, you'll probably be seeing Violet more this year. Um, I guess as she gets older, you'll probably see her some more hunts, depending on if I guess if you like it that much. But, um, yeah, Violet will be out there more with me this year. And oh, I gotta go to work. It's time. I didn't. I wish it was. I got a little bit more time and be longer. But I know Violet's been talking about coming on the podcast, and yep. she said she'd talk, and you did. So I guess we're good. Is there anything else you wanted to say about that? What was the best part of that day? Um, being with you and Rocky and then shooting it and then Granny's. I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> good choice. Granny's pantry. It was so good. Yeah, that was good. There ain't nothing like. See, that's why we go out to eat after a good duck hunt. It's like hits the spot. And then did you come home and take a nap or yes. what? I remember I was eating it and I was like, you're like, my value you scarfed that down. I was like, he didn't do pretty bad for yourself. He ate like two full plates. Oh, pff. yeah. What did I get? I got, I I get the same thing every time I go there. I think it was just, um, country oh. potatoes, eggs, eggs, and then bacon. you guys had a pink and pink. I uh, did, pancakes. yeah. Some flapjacks with some peanut butter and syrup. Shout out to all my, all the people that love that. Not everybody likes that, but you gotta smother those pancakes and peanut butter and then douse them in syrup. What'd you get a a waffle, uh -huh. some bacon and eggs? Yeah, waffle and bacon and eggs. Yeah. Was, I came home and I was like, I was like, I'll probably play because my cousin Anna was here and Vivian. Like, do you want to like talk about it and stuff? I was like, Yeah, I'll probably talk about it after I get get all my stuff done. And then I was like, I hit the bed. And I was like, Maybe I'll just sleep for five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> How long did you sleep? I think it was like four hours or five. I slept a long time. You took a nap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't remember if I did or not, but that was that was a fun day. It was. I was proud of you. You did good. You weren't scared to shoot the gun at all either. You really 
you um, was intimidated. That, that that twenty gauge was your shoulder sore? No, wasn't. Mm-mm. Yeah, that gun's perfect. <coughs> I do wish that it was a twenty six inch barrel, guys. Like I was saying on some of these early earlier podcasts when I was talking about it. I mean, I like it, and it's it's a sniper rifle, honestly. And I can't wait to do the pattern test with it, but um, uh, I put the I think I for you I put the cylinder choking if I remember right. But anyways, if you guys haven't seen the video, go check it out. I think it's episode fourteen, I believe. I got one more hunt coming out on Monday, and so yeah, the it's um, I wanted to have you on. Thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome, my love. <laughs> you did good. We'll see what kind of adventures this year holds for you. And guys, thanks for listening on this podcast and we'll see you guys on the next one.